No, can we can we talk about how I know Caroline Polachek watched that audition tape. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to try and admit she wasn't influenced by that? Mary Roach is everything Caroline Polachek wants to be. Oh my god. <laughs> Put it in the episode, I dare you. Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Howdy! Hi! We're Quinn. We're Quinn. And we're and Becca. We're Becca. And welcome to Manic Pixie Jump Scare, a podcast where we talk openly about our shared delusions, passions, and, and love. love. For each, each other. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty nice, Queen. I know, right? <laughs> oh. My yeah. accent work. My accent work has been growing lately, actually. The, well, you've traveled so much. How could it not? Not even because of my travel. It was actually only when I came home my accent work could grow because what have I been watching, Becca? But Below Deck Down Below Under. Deck. So is there a season two of that as well? No. I think You're it's coming. You're just watching the first season. I've never seen the first season. What? I thought you said that you had watched it. I'd watched like some of it when it was just like on Bravo. But I haven't like sat down and like properly like watched all the way through and dissected oh, it. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So you're like really getting to see Captain Jason for all he is. Which <laughs> oh my. is... The best, most attractive captain that's ever sailed this the seas. Captain Jason, like I <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. I like no, if I worked <laughs> on the motor yacht Talasa, oh there'd be <laughs> oh, there'd be a lot. Like it'd be bad. There'd be cases Bravo HR me. would have to like <laughs> yeah, step come in. get my ass. They would have to come collect me. They'd have to drag <laughs> me off the boat in my own snail trail. Like <laughs> <laughs> Her literally, yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god. Below deck aside, because <laughs> um, <laughs> I also love how we haven't addressed what we're wearing either. Oh, it's true. This is this is another good day to be a be a, a visual, visual podcast learner. viewer because Becca and yeah. I psychically decided that we were both going to wear something fun for the podcast. <laughs> yep, and we are serving boy girl thing. Yes, because I am like blue. And I'm pink. old pink. Yeah. Um. So it's girl side boy side on the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Becca is also um oh. giving. Uh, she doesn't even go here. Mean Girls, Damien vibes because I she, am. Her whole head is hidden behind her hood, and my she's wearing so sunglasses. Okay. Yeah, I feel like also I'm like a little bit Anna Wintour with <gasps> yes. this particular shade. Gen Z's Anna Wintour. You could say so. Who ba- basically is what Damon was? Damien. <laughs> Damon. <laughs> I know. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> fuck so i think my memory is getting worse like by the second anyway oh my god i called somebody fully the wrong name this weekend i'm not surprised by that and not even somebody i don't know like somebody i've spent a lot of time with like it, i fully looked at them and it was the first time i had seen them since i've been home and i fully said the wrong name confidently and then i was like how are you and they were like 
Really? <laughs> so, Quinn, you do that all the time. I know. I had to explain that. <laughs> What'd you say to this person? I was just like, oh, I've been known to do this. <laughs> oh, it's my friend, so funny. My friend Becky it's talks so... about it a lot. Me? Yeah, you. Yeah. Remember that time I called you Becky? Exactly. It was crazy. It was honestly one of the craziest things I've ever experienced because it felt like I was being gaslit on what my name was because you just act like nothing's wrong. No, I do have I do have that ability. I'm starting to realize like if I did want to like gaslight people, I could. You really could. Yeah. Because something I have started doing as a part of my comedy is I lie to people because I think it's funny. Stay tuned for our B block. (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) Okay, guys. Um, well, so I'm again. Oh, also, your accent in our intro is because you're wearing your little cowboy hat, right? Yeah, your birthday mm-hmm. hat, which is so cute. Did yeah, you guys, get that somewhere. My mom gave it to me last year. Perfect. Because I had a party for my 21st birthday. Mm. Um, a small little get together at me house. Cool. Um. And the Becca was invited to. Couldn't show up. Um, uh, <laughs> and did you write Becky on the invite? <laughs> maybe that is, maybe it got lost in the mail. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so my mom came home from Party City and had this. And I was like, I'm kind of obsessed with that, actually. <laughs> I thought about taking the It's My Birthday off of it and just wearing the hat. I kind of love it's my birthday. Yeah. Because why um, not? But yeah, this hat serves a twofold purpose. And that is that it is a, it is my birthday show, kind of technically, because next mm-hmm. time we record this podcast and release an episode, I will be 22 years of age. Oh my gosh. I can't believe um, it. But yeah, my birthday is um, this Sunday. So two days after we release this episode. So, you little jump scares who listened to the episode early, come shower me with love. Exactly. My DMs are open. And so is my Venmo. My Venmo is also Quinn P. Murphy. Um. Love that. One time I put my Venmo in my Tinder bio and this kid requested me $50 that said, because you put this in your bio. So, that's not the joke, actually. Exactly. My friend Sarah, uh, the last two years uh, on the first day of Sagittarius season, I have posted, oh, happy Sagittarius season. My Venmo is open if you want to support me during this time. And my friend Sarah oh. has been the only person who sent me money. <laughs> she I'll sent me one dollar. <laughs> she sent me one cent last year and then she put it up to a dollar this year. Wow. Oh, my God. Increased so, yeah. by a thousand. That's crazy. And that's, what you, and that's what you got for a big girl job. So. Because she now works an actual thing corporate. Yeah, corporate. In corporate, I heard. Corporate girl. Yeah. Um no, I heard yeah. it and she's up for a promotion, I heard too. <laughs> heard it here first. Heard it here first. All right. <laughs> um, but what else have you been up to, Quinn, during your Sagittarius season? Oh, well, actually, it's also somebody else's birthday today. Yes, we are recording on December 13th, the most important day of the year, perhaps. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, that actually relates to the fact that I went to a Swifty night this weekend. 
in, in Delaware. No, in the city of Philadelphia, actually. <gasps> Whoa. Which is famously quite close to me. Um, yes. And so, yeah, me and my friend Kat went to Swifty Night. Oh um and there was like there's a there was like the flyer encouraged the people come in costume mm-hmm. and you know me like i'm never i'm never that person who wants to do like oh what's the first idea and so i started and i You're also do like yeah i don't like to go out and buy things either like i like to very much like think about what i have in my mind Mm-hmm. And like build something based off of that. Now the problem yeah. with that is that sometimes I don't remember I either lose things or I don't remember getting rid of them. Uh, and so I start to develop this idea um that I'm gonna dress like a cat because Taylor Swift has two cats. Well, actually three cats yeah. now. Um, and so I just and I'm like, oh, well, one of her cats is white. So I looked up pictures of the cats, and I think the first mm-hmm. two are like all white. And so I'm like, oh, this is actually perfect. Um, because I have a white, like little mock neck, I have these white corduroy pants, I have white sneakers, and um, I can just wear that and then make a little like get little cat ears. Yeah, it's perfect. My makeup, and then I'm a cat all of a sudden. You're Meredith yeah well actually i dressed up as olivia because olivia has a little like brown okay in her head much like i do because of my hair <laughs> and um, her head yeah perfect <laughs> um but then of course we get to saturday i have to leave to like um because i was picking my friend who i was going with up on the way mm-hmm. and um I like I like look in my closet. I've of course only left myself like an hour to shower, get dressed, do all that kind of stuff. Um, typical, typical. And so I like start to look in my closet, and I realize that the mock neck I thought I was gonna wear wasn't even there. And so I'm like, okay, so what are we doing now? Um, and so then I just wore a little a line tee I had, and I forgot I had that little white fur stole. That I bought in Fort Lauderdale. Ooh. Um, and then I haven't worn because I stained it really bad the first time I wore it because I had a Shirley Temple incident. So um Oh my gosh. Another thing. That. Just that another is thing. Known, in my life. known about you. Shirley <laughs> Temple incidents. <laughs> Lots of Shirley Temple incidents. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, and so but yeah, and then we I wore the and I had my little cat purse, so I was actually dressed up as Olivia and Meredith because I made Meredith a little name tag as well. Cute. And the cat purse was Meredith. I don't know where Benjamin was during the night, but um, and I did have the most creative costume. A lot of people weren't even there in costume when me and my friend Cat showed up. She dresses like blank space Taylor with like the crazy makeup. Oh, nice. Um, and when we showed up, we were like the only two people in costume, and it was a little like. Oh, my God. And that's kind of the hard thing about doing a Taylor Swift costume party is that, like, and that's why I felt like I had to go a little off, like, the beaten path because, like, Mm -hmm. we love Taylor Swift here, but we're not going to her for looks. It's true. Like, there are so many celebrities who we go to for looks, references, fashion, all that kind of things. Taylor Swift is not one of those people. And so, to me, it's not, like, super exciting to wear, like, you know, or... 
I don't know, like what you wore. Cigarette in, like, the, pants. Yeah, like the look what you neck. made me do video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I like your creativity with the kitty. Oh, yeah. The cat ended up going super well. Everybody was like, oh, my God. Good. And I also didn't remember that when I was planning the outfit that she just released Karma. And Karma is the cat purring in purring my lap because he loves me. Loves me. Yeah, um, Lauren wants a cat now and wants to name it Karma. Oh my god, such a good cat name! That's a good cat name. Can mm. I say, um, no, my I won't. Um, <laughs> my ex boyfriend's sister actually got a cat, and his name is Toast, apparently. And I've <gasps> had in my sticky notes on my computer for at least a year now, Toast would be a cute dog name. No, mm. um. And she named a cat that, which I also support. But I'm like, oh, my God, we're psychically connected in that way. That's actually crazy, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Um, But, yeah, Swifty Night was very fun. I spent a lot of money on drinks. Um, But we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> Why did I think at first that Taylor Swift would be there for some reason? <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Oh my god, that would have been crazy if she came out. There were <laughs> drag, there were Taylor Swift drag performances, and there was a drag queen Ooh. that got into the illusion quite a bit. Now that's um, fun. And that's like, very fun. Looked like Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. But yeah. Also, I do need to talk about. As I've been talking about, it's been like fun being home, but. Mm-hmm. I also find it to be quite a haunting, harrowing experience, which it is technically still fall. And as we all know, for the fall time, being haunted, being haunted is, is in, in. Yeah. As commented on by Becca Hobart. And so I think we and, and and much like is my kind of thing on this podcast is I feel like I sometimes expand the definition we tend to think of when it comes to things. So like haunting people think like, ooh, a ghost, you know. Mm-hmm. like my great-grandfather coming back from the dead from like the potato famine or something and like as he's known to do yeah, yeah. Like something like that um but it's not actually that it's instead like the fact that like your old haunts from like town you know mm. like the town you grew up in and stuff like seeing everybody you know in like the grocery store or the wawa or any real communal place, the town square, even. Oh my god, the town but, square. <laughs> yeah, I had that town moment hall, because city council. <laughs> when I, I had that moment because I'm back in my cantering mass era, um, because the so what does that mean actually? So I sing at mass. Nice. At mass, um, that started when I was a senior in high school, and I was like in the music ministry for it, like when it started, um. And I stayed until like I had to leave for college. And so I came home. The priest has been struggling to find somebody to do like the music. Um, and so I was like, hey, I'm gonna be home for this time. Would you like some help? And he was like, sure. Um mm. and so back to singing in church, which is fun because the last two weeks I've like partied and done crazy things over the weekend, and then I'm like no, we got church in the morning. <laughs> Time to repent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you get paid? No. Uh, the kid who I started with, who he was like two years below me and a good friend of mine, Jack. Hey, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. 
Um, when he graduated, because he had been there for a long time, he like got they gave him like a lot of money. Oh. Didn't offer to share any of it with me. What the hell? No, honestly, like <laughs> you in the church. Well, uh, what the hell, guys? But it's okay because I get all the compliments, you know. Like when Jack and I would do choir, like when Jack and I would do mass together, I would get all the compliments because I'm the person cool. that gets up there and sings, and he plays the piano. Dang! Even though he would Jack make the song selections, listening. he oh. would <laughs> he would learn everything. He would explain things to me when I didn't get them. <laughs> <laughs> explain things to me. Uh, yeah. He would send me tracks. Like anyway, um, but yeah. So the thing about last sunday's mass is that we um my high school's choir showed up and did a performance of um some choral songs after mass was over and so i talked to my high school's choir director which ended up being pretty pleasant and then i watched the choral program amazing little program um but then I'm getting up to leave mass and when I had sat down after like they were taking the stage I did hear someone say hi Quinn and it's been like almost four whole years since I graduated high school and so I'm like who would know me like who would like who here would know me and so then I'm leaving and I see out of the corner of my eye these people approaching me as I'm leaving mass I'm like now what's scared and they're like hi Quinn and I look and I'm like Huh. I recognize one of them immediately. So we so when I did Les Mis, which you'll remember all the way back from the high school episode. Yep, yep. The lights they had off. like actual children come in and play Gavroche, Little Cosette, and like is there another Yeah, that's the kid roles. But um yeah, so this girl and this boy split the role of Gavroche and then they were both there and they're in they were literally in the sixth grade when they did Lamez. Oh, and no. now they are sophomores in high school. That's actually crazy. Yes. And they recognized you? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, because I was really, like, I was close with the one when we did Lamez because he was, like, my little, like, buddy. Aww. We would, like, hang out together. Um, so I liked his vibe. Um, <laughs> I like the sixth graders vibe. <laughs> I, never mean to, I don't want to say that. Like, it just sounds weird. Yeah, it just no. sounds weird. I'm like, <laughs> anyway, in like a in like fun. a cool like oh my god, kids aren't insufferable way and not in like a weird way. I was talking to them after they did their performance, and it was just like it gave me a little bit of a crisis because it's like holy shit, you look up and five years have gone by. You know. Uh, I know. It's crazy, actually. And like, because I feel like you don't notice it when you are in yourself because you just like, you just live as yourself every day. You look at yourself in the mirror every day and you don't notice the changes, really. The time has gone by. Yeah, you don't notice like the time, like, but like, then when you see someone you haven't seen in five years who was like under five feet when you first met them and now they're like, you know, pushing six and like in high school you know it's like oh my god yeah like time really had and then you think about like oh what has happened in that time and oh that feels like it went quick and like Mm -hmm. all this shit like it brings up all that shit and it's just like yeah no it's crazy that 
Well, I am coming up on my five-year high school reunion. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Does your, like, do people, like, do reunions? Will that be, I don't like, know. a thing you get invited to? So, here's the thing. Like, people say that Parkland reunions happen all the time. I don't understand how they're organized. Maybe Facebook? That feels like a Facebook thing. So, the the school, our grades president, uh-huh. is going to go and find a thousand people on Facebook. And set that up. That seems. I don't crazy know. Sometimes me. people don't have things to do, and they like can do that kind of thing. I guess so. Like some people are into that, but also high school reunions just like aren't really a thing in general anymore because everybody has social media. Well, that's kind of true. So you don't really need to be reunionized. Yeah. But yeah, I did have to have a little crisis to myself about that on Sunday night because I'm like, where's the time going? And um, as I'm really increasingly questioning my place in the world and, you know, <laughs> what's going to happen um, in the future, it <laughs> wasn't a great thing to have like such a visceral or maybe it was. Um, but like it was just a very interesting thing to have a like such a visceral sure. um old head moment manifestation of like time passing oh yeah 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 um and so yeah sounds terrible yeah truly truly was but it was nice to see it was nice to see the key edge you know okay good um but anyway and then i was like thinking about like it made me understand my parents in a different way because it's like oh my god like this must be how like my mom feels about but like it's weird because like I came out of her, you know? Like, that must add, like, a whole other layer to that. I can't... I can't <laughs> even grasp the fact that my mom borned me. Mama who born me. Like... How'd she get that head out? Good on gunch. She barely did. Remember <laughs> I gave her that rare disease? <gasps> oh, my God. Really? I watched a childbirth on so YouTube big. the other week. By yourself for fun? No, we, I was in a group of people. For fun? Yeah, kind of. Like, it was just that, you know, when gay people hang out and it gets to that phase of like everybody shows each other YouTube videos? Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. During, it was during yeah. that. Okay, gotcha. And yeah. um, it wasn't I as missed... bad as I was expecting it to be, honestly. Like, I wasn't as like grossed out by it. The woman I was like... so chill. I think it's because she had an epidural. Was it the Miracle of Life one? No. Okay, because, like, they show that in seventh grade, but I, like, my, I don't know, I had a, I had a field trip that period, but I came back as soon as everyone had just watched it, Mm. and my one friend cried. I never watched a childbirth in school. I'm sure that, I'm sure that I don't want to watch it. (laughs) I know that. I was surprised. Anyway, um, but Becca, yeah, what? What are you <laughs> up to this week? Looking too cool for school in your little shades. My God. Well, thank you. Um, I did have to laugh to myself at one point when I looked at myself and I was completely still, and I was like, I could fully be <laughs> asleep. And asleep. No one yeah. would know. Like that's so funny. Um, but okay, so. 
this is something that you did manifest without even knowing it. Um, you mentioned how me at Ulta, I am arming the cashiers with firearms, mm-hmm. making what was it amulets you said to protect talismans, talismans to protect from psychic attacks. Mm-hmm. Well, get this. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I always wear this necklace with the one 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 on it. My angel numbers. One 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 is like intuition, guidance, protection, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm helping a customer at work, and of course, her coupon is not working. What happens right then? Boom! My my angel number necklace breaks. And falls off my neck and I catch it. And both sides of the chain, there's no missing link. Both sides of the chain are completely closed. I have to believe that I was psychically attacked. The necklace did its duty in protecting me and then it it broke. It had to leave me. Because that's what they do when they, you know, they do their job is they leave you. So, oh my God. I actually have, Do you have to, to get, get a new, new necklace. Yeah. Yeah. And this happened. I, I'd like to remind you that this happened to my old roommate, not Macy, the other one. I was explaining to her, she has an Italian horn, which is the same thing as like <gasps> yes. an evil eye mm-hmm. or yes, you're familiar. I had explained to her the night before an incident, what all this meant, like it protects you, whatever. Then this night we're sitting on the couch watching a film if you will, a phlegm. A phlegm. And a phlegm. what do we see but a man staring into our apartment like with his hands on our window like this, staring at us oh, on the couch. No. Oh, no. And so, no. yeah. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. No. And, and that lasted for about a minute and we froze in fear. We did not know what to do. He eventually walked away, but we were really, really scared and that sucked and we slept with bats in our hands um and locked the door so many times but we wake up in the morning after that and she's like becca i can't find my italian horn guess what is broken on the couch yeah that's crazy no i was like how did i just tell you all about this and then it broke and protected us oh my god so one day this little bracelet will break and it'll have protected me that's crazy yeah, and you're gonna have to get a new one then. I know. So I have well, a I have little. Th- then I'll have to start wearing this all the time. Exactly. Hey, if that thing, you lost it and it traveled all the way around the world back to you, it's pretty strong right now. So mm-hmm. I would keep wearing that ring. <sighs> Key part one. Exactly. But yeah, so they have these all. I didn't really understand the evil eye before going to Greece, and they have them literally everywhere. Yeah. Like Southern Europe, they're very into their their little protections. Absolutely. And similarly to how the horns are everywhere in Italy. Yep. No, um, it's like... That was something need... I didn't remember from the last time I was in Italy. Also, Simona Tabasco, who... One of the breakout stars, White Lotus Season 2. She's one of the Italian mm-hmm. ladies. She has a horn tattoo like right on her wrist. So they say you're not supposed to get stuff like that tattooed <sighs> because if it's like if it's bouncing off and like sucking off, su- sucking off, <laughs> if it'll it's suck it sucking into up, you. 
yeah all the bad energy that it's like protecting Simona yeah so you shouldn't get angel numbers tattooed on you and you shouldn't get an evil eye tattooed on you You shouldn't get Italian horn tattooed on you I feel like I've been seeing angel numbers like a lot in my life I see them all the time I've really been seeing 333 a lot lately and I don't know if it's like confirmation bias or not like if I was one of the like because we're all taught to be so cynical I literally have a whole I wrote this whole like journal entry that I was reading back today back in like July about how we're all like taught to be cynical and Mm -hmm. at one point I wrote that cynicism is like scar tissue for like um creative or like you know uh like the law like cynicism is like the scar tissue for the loss of our innocence or like the loss of our creativity or something like that oh Um, my god and so like we're all taught to be so cynical so like it's like whenever I see angel numbers it's like like whenever I'm like oh I saw an angel number always that person in the back of my head is like oh well it's confirmation bias and it's like just let your head self have fun like because so many people have told me that most of them men. Let's just say it. Yeah. Boo. Um, well, actually, one day them. And I do have to call them to power right now. Or call them to task, rather. Ooh, um, okay. They weren't a they, them, them, though. So I don't I don't know about all that. Um, okay, that anyway. probably had something to do with it. <laughs> and you're <laughs> on my list. Um, <laughs> Boom. And so, Becca, what else? You do have something else written in the outline, which I do have to say. Yeah, Becca and I are really starting to slay like a, a whole other. My version of MPJ is what goes on in the outline. Like when I tell Becca, like, "Oh, I made the outline for this week's episode," and like she updates it, it's like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah." I agree. All, it always makes me immediately excited to film the episode. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wow, I'm really rearing up. To talk about these things. Um, I did write. Becca must defend Ariana Grande at every turn. Uh huh. Because so what happens is her new fragrances just released. Oh, really? And so I got them immediately, obviously. Mm-hmm. Employee discount. Of... Exactly. And the amount of, frankly, bullies I've had to fend off. Because you My smell? coworkers specifically. No, I smell so good. But guess what? <laughs> they hate them because they're like, they don't last. They smell the same as the other ones. Let me get this little oddly shaped ball full of alcohol and fucking flowers. And let me spray it on myself every two to three hours. That's fine. <laughs> Literally. Like her scents are so cute. So I just, uh, but I don't know. And then people are like, you are just saying you like them because you like her. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm loud, <laughs> that, actually. Yeah. That is definitely part that's of a it. Fi- that's deny. a fine thing. It's okay. Exactly. Like, I love her and I'm going to get her fragrances. Because you, you know what I saw my mom do in 2011? What would you say? Buy up every single Britney Spears fragrance in the Kohl's in mm. the 18104 zip code. Yeah, baby. <laughs> She had them all. She was going <laughs> to smell like her favorite girl. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's something, it's something I saw my my own mother do. And so Literally. it's been passing to me. No, it's like when I watch like House Labs video to see what the like, I won't like I haven't bought any House Labs products, but like I'll watch the Guess video. Guess who and has? Be like, you? My mom. Oh, your mom? A lot. 
a but lot it, of her it, lip glosses. It sounds glasses. like they're at least good products. You know? Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, and so, But I, I'm doing like quality control because I have to see what I'm up against. Um, <laughs> so true. It's like, so when I have, true. it's like when I have to buy a ticket to that second Joker movie, <laughs> which means I might have to watch the first Joker movie. Fuck. <laughs> exactly. That was a bad I'm day. I have to for, listen to Wicked. Bad. I did not buy a ticket to Top Gun Maverick. Me neither. I didn't do all that. It's not that serious. Oh, my God. Okay. Holy shit. So, do you think we're caught up? I do. I, do. Okay. Okay. I will have to find time on this podcast to talk about Joey Graceffa's puppy mill. Like, I do. Okay. I so badly want to bring that to the people, but... Can it be, like, a secondary jump scare? Because I do want to hear about it. Maybe. All right. <laughs> I've twisted your arm. Maybe. <laughs> I've run you around the room. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Right, okay. Wow. Beck and I are going to throw to a little break, and then we will be back to get into today's topic. Guys, I'm scared. Oh, dang, Gordy! Oh, oh my God! That there was a snake in my boot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now we're back. Perfect. Yeah. And guys, super exciting news, actually. <gasps> If you remember, all the way three months ago, things were so different, um, for me at least. But um, yeah. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Um, things were very different three months ago, and if you know, if you like, think about the calendar. Every three months, we kind of go through what's called a season change. Um, so they say. Which usually, at least for now. Yeah, <laughs> for now. <laughs> Even some places, it's like, oh. yeah. Um, but usually a season change, um, which we'll tell our children about one day because they'll just be like sweating all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Eternal and, summer. Um, like it's when, you know, the temperatures change up, the foliage starts to change. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, certain animals say, you know what? Fuck this world. I'm leaving. I'm um, going to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, or in the case of like mosquitoes or flies, whole generations die out completely. Um, yeah, which is so, fantastic. Yeah, we had a reprieve from that. Um, but <laughs> uh, with the seasons changing, back by popular demand, Becca and I are going to provide you with another ins and outs list for OMG. the winter time. Yeah, um, and actually a fun surprise by Becca's begging actually yeah um, is that we are each going to submit four of each category meaning we're going to do eight for in eight out which means 16 overall so we're expanding the list a little bit from when we did it in the fall yeah um because we said what do these episodes need they need to be longer actually and so um we're delivering <laughs> that to you one today. issue <laughs> um, it's one thing we get consistently sure. um, and so becca i would Nothing would make me happier than for you to start us off. Oh, my God. Thank um, you. And what do you think is coming in for the winter? Well, thanks for asking. I started with the soft one, mm-hmm. something that's sweet and I believe in. Um, uh-huh. And that is ski wear everywhere. Babe, have you seen me stomping around my moon boots like yes. Trisha Paytas's fucking daughter? 
who has matching moon boots to me. Because what am I, if not Malibu Barbie's Malibu Barbie. predecessor? Tether. <laughs> tether. Human tether. You are, what exactly. lives, you are what lives under the ground while she thrives in the light. It's so true. Look at me now. Um, yeah. So I just think like, like earmuffs in the in the warmest of situations right now that you can be in even Uh do it if you have like one of those ski jumpsuits that swishes around and makes you sound like a gym teacher when you walk (laughs) do that wear that (laughs) grocery shopping do it Mm -hmm. like i just think ski wear is so cute and it usually comes in like bright colors yeah so you better pop your pussy and do that I I have to second this because I was looking through uh, one of my favorite places to shop is actually the closets in my house of other people. Um, of course. And uh, I did find something in the closet the other day that was like this little fur kind of like scarf thing. Um, that's very opera ski. It is faux fur though. Let's okay, dispel that real quick. It's Perfect. acrylic. Um, but yeah. And I am trying to figure out where to wear that and hopefully get a can of tomato soup thrown on me. Well, now, everywhere. And I just wore that. Although the stole is more royal, less ski. But ski, yeah, ski is a good aesthetic. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my number one. Mm -hmm. Quinn, I'm dying to hear what you have as number one. Oh, my God. I've really been reflecting on this. This has been on my in and out list. Like, I've started doing the in and out list for the winter pretty much as soon as we got off the call for the fall. Um, and Because that's our job. Perfect. That's our job ultimately. Yeah. And I'm I'm yeah. working. I'm at work every day trying to figure out. I have never clocked out. A lot of people say I'm unemployed, but that's not true. Um, it's not the in the eyes island. of the state, maybe. Look, maybe. <laughs> but actually, that. one of the most beautiful things, and a lot of people like to, you know, uh, something about the winter seasonal affective disorder is so real because yeah if you wake up at 11 it might as well be like you just didn't wake up at all because then you have three hours of daylight left and mm-hmm. it just becomes really depressing but there's a silver lining to the night falling so early in the winter and that is a motherfucking winter sunset Oh, the colors. I don't know what it like. There is probably a scientific reason why winter sunsets are the moment. But yeah. like, they're so red. Yes, they're re- It's just like everything. Maybe yeah. it's because they're earlier in the day, like when we're doing our little tasks still. But mm-hmm. it's ugh, like it. winter sunsets are like the most beautiful. They put the most beautiful light on everything. Like exactly. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. I, during a sunset the other day, I literally saw my first UFO. Speaking of <gasps> aliens. Oh, my God. Or UAP, as they're now being referred to as. Well, it's true. But it was, like, disappearing and then reappearing. And there was no clouds, like, or anything. It was crazy. Have you ever seen a shooting star? Yeah, many times, actually. I've never, actually. Yeah, I was at Girl Scout camp when I saw my first one. And this nerdy-ass girl beside me had to ruin the moment. I was like, shooting star. And she was like, actually... It's a meteorite. I'm actually. And I was like, shut up. I hope you pushed her in the lake you were probably by at that moment. I pushed her in the grass, which she was allergic to. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) It's true. All right. Um, 
No, like this was the sunset behind my house the other day. I don't know if you'll be so pretty. But like it was like, yeah, like it was. Honestly, winter sunsets. Sunsets in general, like the sunset is something the sun like I've been trying to be like more open to nature and stuff. And the sunset is something that makes me happy to be alive whenever I see it. Yeah. Well, what's also good about the winters, if you wake up not even that early because there's so much darkness, you can Uh catch a, a nice sunrise. Yeah as well yeah, i remember for high school i would wake up and it would be like dark outside exactly and on the way to school maybe it would you would see the crack <gasps> that of is light. one of my favorite that is one of my favorite things though like when you're going somewhere really early and it's like still dark out mm-hmm. like there's Sick. something about that sensation i love yeah i love being like awake when even though i isn't. hate waking up early anyway exactly double one of the things i detest most it's a it's a perma out That'd be another good episode if we did perma outs. <laughs> I love that kind of actually. Um, a, ne- a negative stand list. <laughs> yeah. We right. already, well, kind of the problem my faves, the hate list. No, that was actually, I got several, when we did the stand list, I got several requests to do like a hate list. That's smart though. Yeah. People want to, people were like, oh, can, and by people, I mean one person approached me and said, you need to do like the we don't stand list. And I think they're right, actually. Which the problematic phase is like a version of that. Problematic phase is like on probation a little bit. Um, yeah, it's a wait list. Yeah, <laughs> the girls are waiting. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Becca, what is your second in? Okay, this is another soft one, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's very. It's all I want to do right now, and that mm-hmm. is, the action, the act of bedazzling. Something I love to do, but something about maybe it's that winter sunset and the winter uh huh light the light catches yeah yeah it really I just if you were something rhinestone like yeah it's everything if you were something rhinestone from like four to five p.m. you're gonna be best believe you're still bejeweled when you walk in the room room so make the whole place shimmer shimmer so they say yeah and it's like now that it's it's too cold to do things outside. Uh-huh. You can spend all day in your room bedazzling all your things. Literally. It's perfect. It's a perfect task. Yeah, clothing customization is truly so fun. It doesn't even have to be just clothing. Yeah. I bedazzle anything. Yeah, your eyes. That will allow me. That's one thing I think of. Yeah, it's true. Thank you. <laughs> we can't see them today, but. No. Um... <laughs> Hopefully you will see them once again. <laughs> Maybe we will get to see them in the future one day. Um <laughs> Yeah, I do need to. I do need to have things that are more like sparkly. That is one thing. That is one thing where I feel like I lack sometimes is sparkle, like that texture. Come over. <laughs> come over. We'll bedazzle. Over. Do you have a yeah. machine you bedazzle with, or do you like how do you, how do you prefer to bedazzle? I have great question. I have many modes. I have loose rhinestones with e six thousand glue. Yeah, mm-hmm. the e six that takes. Yep, it takes a minute to do that. And then I have these nifty sheets that you can get from the craft store that are all adhesive and mm-hmm. they're just like little rhinestones with that you cut the shape of the thing you're wrapping mm-hmm. and then it has adhesive on the back and it all stays which, one piece. Which the mic has. It's true. <laughs> it's true, I cannot lie. <laughs> That's how I did her from that sheet. And it's perfect. You've done oh your um your vape pen one time. Yes, Brittany. Brittany, shout out to her. My pen, love her. <laughs> um, 
what else pretty much everything a lot of stuff is bedazzled a lot actually and i'm scared a lot of it is scary actually (laughs) terrified yeah but quinn that leads Mm. me to asking you what the hell's on your next thing (laughs) so becca you were kind of close to this with one of your recent purchases but i've had them i they were so in that i actually featured them in a short story i've been writing and by been writing i mean i wrote like the first five pages or something um five months ago and then haven't like done anything significant since um to me that's writing actually um and so my second in is actually chunky black boots (gasps) Ooh, i love chunky boots you know that Uh, yes the moon boot is a little chunky Mm -hmm. yeah um and like there's something about it being a chunky black boot i think because like the sleekness of the black does take a little bit of the chunk out of it and so it just becomes like this more kind of like streamlined thing Mm -hmm. that i just really enjoy it's one of the piece it's one of the items of clothing i'm manifesting right now for myself is that a pair of chunky black boots will come into my life with a heel i do want one with a heel because i guess you could say my doc martens are a chunky black boot they're more of a combat boot and my doc martens i don't think i've worn them since i sprained my ankle in them in the month of april so oh yeah i still have to break in my docs and it's been years yeah um um i love those steve madden like they have the huge soles uh, and they're like a platform heel as well yeah i also i do include like yeah i do want it to be platform like ideally i do want it to be platform and i also love i also really want like the kind of like futuristic like black chunky sneakers that like yeah i feel like it would be listed on like a doll's kill but it's like kind of cyberpunk kind of techno like something like i love those whenever i see them I was going to say anything dolls kill, anything demonia, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Guys, yeah. curb stomp, curb stomp all. You winter. do need it. It's it just, you need to wear a shoe around where you, if you gave a kick to somebody, like a little swift kick, you could do some damage. Yeah, they would need to go to the ER. And that's what least. a chunky black boot can actually do. Yeah, for you and others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Protect your community. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Becca, what? is next for you that's in okay you might be glad to hear this because it's something that i really <sighs> recently started liking mm-hmm. and so therefore it's in and that is red wine i used to be such a chardonnay yeah. champagne yeah, girl red wine babe a pinot noir are you kidding a Merlot? It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like get yeah, a grip. Actually. Fantastic. Yeah. Something about me, something really important to my lore that I believe we talked about on this podcast before is that my mother started having me drink wine very young. Um, mm-hmm. And now, like, I, I do have a very big connection to red wine. Yeah. Now that I'm when back you were home, just five years old, coffee to wake you up, wine to go to bed in a sippy cup. <laughs> I did see these napkins when me and my friends were at a winery and um, they were like, life is what happens between coffee in the morning and wine at night. (laughs) (laughs) It said something to that effect and I was like, I need that. (laughs) Me at Um, eight. (laughs) Me 
<laughs> me in the second grade. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love red wine. It's so and good. I well, it's interesting because we're on opposite kind of journeys here because I do feel myself becoming more okay with like a white wine. Okay, fair enough. And I welcome just, you to it. Yeah, it just can't be too sweet for me. That's the thing is I really don't like sweet, which I know that a lot of white is known to be sweet, but mm. I've always been like, more of a champagne girl. Yeah, I need to be dry. I do like a sh- I do like a sparkling wine as well because yeah, you, you can't be like bubbles add so much to things. Like carbonation exactly. really does add so, so much. Fun. So fun. But what red wine gives you that sexy little lip tint too. <gasps> yeah. Like, ooh. It also makes you feel sexy. Also, just like the notes. Like I do, like one of my goals for my life, actually, maybe when I have the space to take on another hobby, because I have been doing well with my hobbies lately. Photography. I'm a hobbyist photographer. Amazing. Um, And, but one of my like things, one of my niche interests I want to like cultivate a little bit more is being like an amateur sommelier, like knowing things about wine. Mm. I think that would be super chic. I think that would be a great next move for me, actually. That'd be cool. Yeah, put it on the list. <laughs> Literally. Put it on the list of things I need to do. I have a list of things I need to do. I mine, yeah. That's anyway. <laughs> we could it's we, different episode. We could talk about that. Um <laughs> we could talk about it. We could talk about something I've been thinking about, all the things I need to do. Anyway. Exactly. Um so, red one, very in. Yeah. But Quinn, what is your number three for ins? My number three for ins. Um, I did have to write down a different note really quickly, but now I'm back. And this is one of the things I'm actually so excited to share. This actually came to me last week and I intellectualized a whole thing about it. And I'm so excited to share this on the podcast because I can't sit alone with my thoughts anymore. But my third in is actually being corny. Like corniness (gasps) as a concept, I think is so in right now. Oh my god! As this I said, is so Becca, brave. As I said, Rebecca, something that I find so funny right now is saying, "It's my Friday." <laughs> and no, it's, it's soon to become one of those things that, like, I will start by saying it ironically, but it will become a fully earnest thing very soon. Did you see that list of um white people of vernacular? This year, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, um. Like, news flash buddy <laughs> news flash buddy i'm gonna give you a piece of my mind that's another that's another thing i like remember this why don't people say that more oh i'm gonna give <laughs> really? him a piece of my mind like <laughs> sir uh, sir also sir. like someone says that to me, i'm scared list... of what's gonna happen next oh i'm i'm horrified but i'm also excited and titillated uh-huh. but the first one on the list that's rich coming from you. <laughs> no, I was trying to think of that one. That's rich coming from you. That was so funny. Like, like could you imagine if you said Coolidge that to somebody? Yeah. In the heat no. of the moment. Things that Jennifer oh. Coolidge have been paid to say. <laughs> That's rich coming from you. That's rich coming from you. <laughs> oh, well, ah, so oh, he kind of, um, he kind of was fucking his uncle. Um. <laughs> okay. Anyway, spoilers for Perfect. White Lotus season two, I guess. Um, anyway, it's okay. It's okay. but no, I and then so I was thinking about being corny, and I realized that there's a cycle, right? Because what did we talk about being? It wasn't an official in and out, but what did Becca and I talk about a lot in the beginning of this podcast? Earnestness. Yeah. 
I think there was an earnestness going on when, you know, like earnestness was very in. Mm-hmm. And so now I believe we're like through that little stage of earnestness in our society. And now we're coming to the phase of like, what's the natural progression from being earnest? Like you're so used to being like upfront, forthcoming with your emotions, but now you need to like kind Build of editorialize them. No, okay. no, no, no. Okay. We're not at that okay. stage yet. You need to editorialize okay. them. You need to like normalize like you realize people feel the same things and so you start to use it to relate to people and i believe that's kind of what being corny is about you know like oh did you see the game last night very corny phrase um oh what'd you get up to this weekend oh oh any big plans for the weekend like something somebody you work with and keep at arm's length would say to you in in an acceptable fashion to me it's like when i tell people to leave my register of customers by saying go enjoy that weather exactly exactly even if it's raining out exactly because i'm funny exactly and so i'm so with you now so earnestness leads to corniness and then of course corniness inspires a certain backlash which is irony Ah, and so then people like me and Becca, who are spoilers, we will like start to make fun of people who are being corny, and that's kind of yeah. our role to play in society. Yeah, we're the we're the jokesters. Yes, jokesters, jesters, even. Yes. Then yeah. even ironic little fucks like us, like we need to be humbled a little bit, and so that's when the earnest crowd comes back, and they're like, "Guys, you're doing too much." And then yeah. the whole cycle repeats. And so I believe we're just in a cycle of earnestness, corniness, irony. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I was about to say, like, I was trying to say, like, I, I couldn't decide if I wanted to say ironic or irony. And so I just said both. Um, irony. Yeah. I swear I did not cheat on Sam that night ironic. at Karma. <laughs> <laughs> it's i tanya remake but it's about ronnie from jersey shore instead of tanya harding Fuck. it's a reskin oh, of i tanya with ronnie from jersey shore um oh my god and so yeah but um that's the cycle i believe we're all ultimately caught in and subject to as human beings and i believe right now we're being corny so live laugh love it's your friday um Wear like a namaste bitches tank top to places. Yes. My kids have paws. Oh, yes. Ray Dunn, <laughs> huge during this time, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's back. Go out to your local home goods and buy some Ray Dunn apparel. Mm-hmm. Um, some Magnolia Home, even exclusive to Target. Oh, oh um, yeah. Buy the they them mug from Target. <laughs> Do it. Buy your I literally mug dare you Target, actually um pronoun mug and just have exactly. fun out there guys just have fun exactly because Be it will come to of an course. end one day but right now we're being corny yeah and you know what when you're listening to this it's your friday <laughs> and i truly believe that uh uh-huh. mostly because this was released on friday but yeah um so becca what oh my god we're kind of whipping through this but what is your last it's going great in actually okay this one maybe a little bit controversial but i'm ready i'm ready I'm so to excited defend it that, actually something i find myself doing too often that i don't really i don't know i've just realized is kind of a pattern 
Mm-hmm. Uh, my last in is cursing in front of children. <sighs> yeah. yeah, I just feel <laughs> I just feel as though there's no need to filter myself. No, free speech radicalist over here. Exactly. And listen, there. This is a pet peeve of mine. Some people curse, and it doesn't come naturally to them. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a natural cursor. Exactly. Like it's not going to sound weird coming out of my mouth. Like, I'm not going to emphasize it. It's just going to be part of my sentence. And if a child is has ears on that, okay, they probably just learned something interesting. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't understand why cursing is just, is like not for kids. Yeah, I I am somebody who I love to talk to children like I would talk to anybody else. Yeah. Like, it's all, like even if I know the child is not going to understand what I'm saying, I still say it to them. Exactly. And that's with big words, too. I love using big words around kids. Like, I love using, like, <laughs> SAT words around kids because it's so funny. You're developing like, you imagine, your brains at could you imagine exponential the word, rate. Like, could you imagine, like, if a kid wanted to do something and you're like, you don't think it's a good idea, and you're like, oh, little Benny, that's, like, superfluous, what you want to do, actually. They probably explode. He probably shit like- himself right in front of me. <laughs> and then I have to clean it up because I'm the adult in the situation. <laughs> And it was stink, um, and I got it on my hands, and oopsie doopsie. But at least I had and a good-ass time, you know? Exactly. But if we would have just normalized cursing in front of children, or also just saying big words in front of them, yeah. they would acclimate, and their exactly. their brains would develop. No, and I think the only way you can truly be a natural curser when you grow up is if your parents cursed around you as a child. That is true. My mom definitely did. Oh, my, Yeah. My parents did. We're Irish. Come on. It's part of the culture. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing. It's cultural. It's true. It's true. Something funny I do with cursing is like, um, if I'm ever like, and I do get this directly from my mother, um, is if I'm ever like struggling with something or I'm like frustrated, like, like if I was like, for instance, like I couldn't get my shoe untied for mm-hmm. like a long time. I'd go like, motherfucker. Like, I, I'm that person and my friend Ian like always points out he's like that's one of my favorite things when you're like really annoyed and you just go like fucker like something like that and that is like (laughs) exactly my mother love that my dad is one of those like he'll always go for like the weird one that people don't like goddamn or like what a asshole (laughs) oh I call people assholes (laughs) what an idiot he said to people an asshole is like asshole is like my like I'm like oh he's being an asshole like if I'm, if I'm calling you an asshole I'm like not I like ass hat a lot not messing around yeah that's a fun one fuck wall. I don't know I feel like fuck is just my favorite one like I just say it all the time something I never one. say is shit unless I'm talking about like poop shit also we need to talk about someone having a a word having a renaissance and i it's still like i'm not even sure if i should say this on the podcast but like cunt is having a huge renaissance i feel right now oh yeah i love cunt yeah (laughs) because i feel like it's become positive like it's it's crossed over to like we've we've appropriated cunt like the use of cunt in like ballroom and Mm -hmm, so now we're just mm -hmm. like oh yeah cunty yeah 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 yeah. and so but i feel like with like saying like cunty it's like started to like come back and be like oh now we can and now people just feel more comfortable like saying it i feel yeah no it definitely was a little dicey there for a second but people i don't know i find that people who 
I've met adults who are like, I don't know, like curse words just make me uncomfortable. And I'm like, so you need to grow up. I also hate when people are like, oh, cursing makes you sound like unprofessional and like, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm not going to write it in an email, but I'm going to say it to everyone I know. Yeah. At work, at work too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, literally, I'll <gasps> look at my manager and be like, that was fucking weird. <laughs> I we never l- cursed on tour. I don't think it. I ever cursed on tour when I was in my college tour guide days. Oh. Which is kind of surprising because I would just go on autopilot sometimes. Like, I would just, I would just go somewhere else in my brain while I was saying words. So I could have said anything, really. <laughs> anything could have come out of my mouth um and i do know people who were like like they would come back and they're like guys i accidentally like dropped like an f-bomb during my tour today and i'm like as long as nobody figures that me it doesn't matter exactly um yeah yeah, curse cursing's in especially in front of the youth grow those and i would even say like putting curses on people is very in oh for sure like saying a pox on your house what? <laughs> like slay bro. on guys slay on girl <laughs> blessed be kitty girl <laughs> kitty girl kitty cunt okay <laughs> so <laughs> quinn what is your last in then i feel like these beings that i have on my list have just been reviled for so long and I feel like I drank the Kool-Aid and I had hive mind and I was just like, okay, yeah, I hate them too. But actually, I'm starting to understand them in a new way and I'm starting to understand their entertainment value. Okay. And that is the seagull. I think seagulls are so in actually. Oh, not the play. No. Okay. The play is like heard. whatever. I mean, they gave us the yeah. first Chekhov's gun, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. But no, I'm talking about a physical, like actual seagull. What they actually, what the animal that they named after the play. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, the little white <laughs> birds, me. they're usually found by the sea. Yep. Um, a lot of people like to call them vermin. I don't. I think they're very entertaining. The thing that really sold me is the seagulls, if you spend enough time around them, they'll do this thing where they like, wind up they throw their necks back and then they just like fucking start screaming yeah and i'm like i relate to that so much and i i so enjoy that you can connect to something like that like i I become very envious of the seagull in that moment no and something that they are that i definitely am is needy oh a thousand percent they need things and they need it all the time another thing i relate to the seagulls with is i will eat a fry off of any surface yeah and then I was going to say, I have video footage of you doing that on every surface known to man. See, I, I don't even know. I like I could ask if that's for real or not. But like, I I see that for myself, really. <laughs> it is my deepest truth. Yeah. No, in my whenever I get my film developed from like my trip, like there will be pictures of seagulls on there. I, I, what's that? They have a really famous quote from a movie. Um, the seagulls, there's a group of them in this film. <laughs> Finding slim. Nemo. Oh, yeah. But what do they say? Do mine, they say mine, 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 mine. Mine, And I think if Charlie XCX put her mind to it, she could make an incredible 
sampling of that. Yeah. Oh my God. When they do the live action Finding Nemo and Charlie XCX <laughs> plays all the seagulls. <laughs> plays all the seagulls. And they're like, you play Darla. Eagles. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Actually. <laughs> exactly. No, there's also um, Scuttle from Little Mermaid. Wonderful oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. That dumb motherfucker. Human stuff. A Dinglehopper. He's very much me coded in that he just makes shit up. Like, yeah, he makes up names for everything. This is like a Dinglehopper. And he says it like <laughs> it's the most obvious thing in the world, actually. And Ariel is stupid for not knowing it. Exactly. And that's what I love about her. And that is how you carry yourself. Aquafina, unfortunately, she's out very much, I feel. Um, but she will be playing Scuttle in the movie. So I guess we'll all have oh, to experience that. Yeah. I'm not um, an Aquafina fan, really. I, I'm like neutral on her. Um but yeah. And so that's that's what's in. And I think that's an amazing what a list, mix. actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How fun. It's gotten more, it's gotten somehow more unhinged than fallen. We haven't even gotten <laughs> the outs yet. Um, yeah, I'm scared. But that's a, a wonderful transition to Becca. What is first on your outs, actually? Okay, this is another soft one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I just truly am like so, I'm like, oh my God, we can't keep doing this. My first out is watching everything on Netflix. Yeah, guys. guys yeah, guys. Just because you have the subscription does not mean you are bound to watch everything they release. They release so much, and a lot of it is not that great. Even the stuff that hits, they it like isn't amazing sometimes. Exactly. Like everybody's obsessed with Wednesday right now, and like I do have to like appreciate Wednesday in a certain aspect because first of all, Adam Family is very fun. Second of all, yeah. it has introduced bloody mary back into the lexicon which uh-huh. we have to be as a little monster i have to be grateful for finally some good fucking food um <laughs> exactly back when people and, were doing interesting things with pop music um yeah. jenna ortega is really talented and i i will eventually watch it but i can't with like everyone talking about it and everyone just watching the same thing at the same time and yeah then, also like, like so emily annoying. and paris is another one people always talk about and i'm like so people watch that i can't take that seriously that you like no are watching something like that Dahmer. Yeah. um i didn't watch that uh so what's that one you told me about with jennifer coolidge it's also the ryan murphy oh the watcher was such yeah, a the watcher People, you are right in that, like, everybody is always talking about what's on Netflix, but, like... Exactly. Are we ever talking about it positively? And are we talking about it positively enough? There's questions that need to be asked. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's it's an annoying. amazing take, actually. Thank you, actually. And that leads me to asking you, what the hell is your first out? I honestly, like, when I was looking at my list, I'm like... Is this something I want to... Because I do have an alternate for my outs that I do feel also strongly about, but, like, hmm, I don't know. But I think I'm going to stick with what I had originally. And this is something I just... It's very straight-coded. Like... Whoa. Like, it's very straight. It's perhaps one of the straightest things you could name. And that's a Henley (gasps) t-shirt. I think this is the most out thing you've ever identified. Yeah, guys, we need to stop with this. We need to stop with the Henley t-shirt because it's just like wear a crew neck at this point. Like just wear a crew neck. Like, yeah, I would honestly be more impressed. There's nothing about those three little buttons that makes it more 
like desirable appealing. more appealing and maybe at one time it did but now it's like when roger uh, jersey shore keeps coming up again like <laughs> how it should be how god so intended true. but like when roger was wearing them in like 2012 when like jenny had first broken up with tom and she was exploring things with roger like and he was wearing the henley t-shirts like they were working for me like yeah it was a moment in it was time. a moment but for some reason it's it's 10 years later and we're still like henley t-shirts and it's still like the apex of men's fashion and it is just the epitome of like how men's fashion is so boring and menswear in general is just like it represents kind of everything wrong with menswear like we just get this one thing and then we just decide okay we can't innovate anymore what have men been wearing for the past 200 years basically cotton t-shirts oh like what does every man ever wear to an award <laughs> show? A tuxedo. Yeah. Sometimes they wear it in a different color, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, this, they're breaking gender roles." So today. brave, literally. Somebody decided to wake <laughs> up and break gender roles. The corny people who are back in. Yeah. Um, they're writing BuzzFeed think pieces about that. Hmm. Um. But yeah, and the Henley T-shirt just kind of epitomizes it because we've never had, we haven't had T-shirt innovation since. And straight men and even and even some queer mask people are running around like they are stomping the runway at Milan Fashion Week just because they're and wearing Henley tea that they bought yeah. for $15.99 on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Or dare I say $7.99 at Walmart. Or dare I say $30,000 at Zara. <laughs> All of it? Trash. All of it is bad and you should take it out. Yeah. Um and so yeah, don't even give it to the burn Goodwill. It. Burn it. Um, burn it. Because even if you're shopping at Goodwill, you deserve to dress well, and that's something I believe. Um, There's good stuff at Goodwill, guys. Only give stylish stuff to Goodwill, guys. Um, but yeah, give Becca, Goodwill a chance. What else would you say is out? Okay, so my next one kind of goes along with your corniness thing. Because oh. this is a corny phrase, but I think it's something that is out. And that's being a wise guy being a wise guy yes. is so out it's the being a wise guy is everything being a wise guy is antithetical to being corny actually exactly y- you cannot be a wise guy in this society yeah not right now at least like you can't be making little side comments to yourself that's not something that we're doing right no, now no 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 you can't be that critical of anything right now and you can't be that pessimistic about anything right now no honestly i've i like as comedy aside, irony aside, whatever like bits we're doing aside, I have been feeling this because I've been listening to recap podcasts recently for like shows I watch. Like I'm back in mm-hmm. that era. And something I don't like is like listening to a recap where people don't like the show. But they like still watch it, you know? Yeah. Like I'm like, no, like I'm so over that. As we all know, Survivor's my favorite TV show. Survivor's going through a little bit of a flop era right now. Um, um- a uh, little side note about Survivor. I have mm-hmm. been crying laughing at every clip of Mike White I've seen on Survivor yet. Oh, Becca, like, you need to watch everybody. Actually, everybody season. needs to watch um, Survivor David versus Goliath. I've been thinking about wa- going and watching it again because of Mike yeah. White. Um, yeah. But yeah it's and it's like actually like it's it's an outlier and that it is a modern season of Survivor that is actually very good. Okay, um, perfect. Because Survivor has been struggling a little bit, let's say. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, 
I'll still watch. But then I listen <laughs> I to a recap podcast that I really like, but they're just so negative about the show that sometimes it makes mm. me upset. And then there's another one for Dragula Titans, which is uh like Dragula. I'm starting to hate myself, and now I'm starting to okay. hate watch it a little bit. Gotcha. Um, and also the like reviewers kind of hate the show as well. And it's just mm. you know I don't have space for that. I don't have I space don't... for that. And like I am gonna finish it, but like. After this, I'm done being a wise guy. I'm turning in my card. <laughs> exactly. Brain empty. Yeah. Happiness no. only. No, I wish I could just be one of the I think that's why I'm like, it's my Friday, because I do want to be somebody who one day earnestly says, like, it's my Friday. Exactly. Joyas mi viernes I... for all of our <laughs> Spanish listeners. Yeah, thank you. That's the one thing here. This in sign language, you're going to have to log onto the YouTube and watch so I can perform the sign language for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to all of our deaf listeners. Um, exactly. Ryan. Ryan, Ryan who just, who, yeah, just found the podcast for the first time in like many, many months and now he has so much to do actually <laughs> exactly on it. he doesn't know he's up. a main character of this podcast like <laughs> no literally he's probably the he person like... we refer to most <laughs> <laughs> literally but um he's he was happy to find out obviously um yeah so that's my number two it's very important to me quinn what is your number two for outs this one has been going out for a while, but I feel like we just have to say it because I feel like it is something that we will have to contend with, especially if this podcast, you know, continues to grow. Yeah. Um, but the ad supported business model. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I just I've been thinking a lot. And I think part of the thing that sometimes like, you know, freaks me out about maybe being a person who's like tries to make it an entertainment and like be a notable like personality is yeah. that I will get offers to sell things. Yep. And that's something I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I've always been uncomfortable with money in my life. Um, Like I remember we used to do fundraisers in school and like it used to be like, Oh, go around and like ask people for money for like heart disease research. And I'm like, so I actually never want to ask another human being for money. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Like, without having to, like, do something for them, you know, in return. Like, just, just like, oh. Oh, you're collecting money for... And not that I don't want to do it, but just... I, I feel like it's just weird. Like, for me, it's not my journey. And so... And also, Fair I enough. want to be, like, notable and, like, known because I'm, like, talented and not mm-hmm. just because I can sell things to people, you know? Yep. Like, it all feels so exploitative. But it's, it is it is also, like, I had this, like, I was on a walk, and I, like, had this whole, like, realization. Like, ultimately, that's the reason that, like, TV is made, right? Like, because you can make... that. That's the reason anything is made, really. But, like, TV, I'm thinking of. Like, it's made on cable. Like, ABC picks up another season of Abbott Elementary because Abbott Elementary is good enough where it gets people to come in and watch it mm-hmm. and you know they can sell advertiser space for that yep they can sell nine minutes per episode and then netflix 
introduce like re- picks up another season of Emily in Paris or Wednesday because people watch it and then like people will maybe keep their Netflix subscriptions because of it or something. Yeah. And now also we can't be going backwards. Netflix why are like I feel like it's every three months somebody's like oh Netflix is doing ads luckily I haven't seen it but like it's gonna be a dark day if that ever actually happens that would be really annoying I literally pay the extra five dollars a month or whatever it is to have ad free Paramount Plus because I can't do it like I can't like it's not I hate watching commercials too it's one thing about I me know. I hate watching commercials I have the ads on on my Hulu and it's like it's oh my god so annoying I'm so lucky I don't use Hulu more but every time I use Hulu I'm like oh now I know I don't watch (laughs) things on Hulu exactly I just let the company take six dollars out of my credit card every month literally in case there's something I I ever do want to watch it's like I don't know part of me is like when I see an ad and I when I see like a person a creator I like right uh-huh. doing um an ad read yeah i'm like okay so especially on youtube it's kind of like no harm no foul because you yeah. can skip oh yeah like you can skip those the ads like that play are really annoying especially when they're 30 seconds and we'll let you skip them but you can skip through mm-hmm. like ad reads so i'm like who's really to who cares then yeah um but selling out is really scary yeah i almost put selling out as the Mm -hmm. like official title of the out but i also think that like we're in this cool new age where like people are genuinely like carving out their own space a little bit and people like people pay for like independent stuff like yeah that's true like and like people have patreons people have like and so that's something that is heartening and that is something that like you know like Twitter since like Elon Musk took it over like Mm -hmm. they've like a lot of advertisers have like fled the platform and it's like well you know if you were just like but that's the thing like that's another thing that's so like cynical about it is that like when you become like ruled by ads and stuff it leads to all this other stuff like that's why people like Twitter like like stuff you hate gets favored in your algorithm because it keeps you on the app longer to engage with something you hate than it does to mm, engage with something mm-hmm. you love. Um, yeah. And so that's the other, that's the other thing about it. Oh, also something about creator ads is that sometimes they're useful because it really does show people sell out. I will never forget when, when Blackwell at like the height of the Bessemer, Alabama, like union drive, she like did a thing she did like paid propaganda basically for amazon and like went into an amazon warehouse and was like talking to workers and was like you love your job here right and they were like yeah (gasps) like right i saw that and i was like oh i'm in an episode of black mirror actually (laughs) that's crazy actually i never knew about that yeah and so ever since then i've been like "Mm, no (laughs) like like, whenever i see one of her videos i'm like no no yeah no Um, it's very it's like i don't know it would have to be i know people say this all the time but like you would actually have to believe like use the company that's why i liked i i saw one from miss um nikita who we talked about i believe off camera nikita joy 
I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. But she is a TikToker and she does a bunch of different stuff. She's one of the most beautiful people ever, like on record, I believe. Um, yeah, it's in the history books already. The, she will make history, actually. <laughs> um, but she does all this like um, beauty stuff. It's not like her main thing. She does a lot of different stuff, actually. She's very entertaining. Yeah. But um, she um, did this. I saw a TikTok from her today and she got sent like this skincare like PR thing. And mm-hmm. she like looked in it and she was like, oh, this has um, mica in it, like which is a certain type of ingredient. I didn't look into what that is, but apparently it makes like stuff like glowy kind of. Um, right. And she thinks it's superfluous to have in skincare. And she's like, oh, I always say you don't need mica in your skincare. And then she like looked at it and she's like, yeah, this isn't something I want to use on my face, actually. Um, but if you guys like took the mica out of it, I'd be happy to try it out and like put that on the Internet. And I'm like, Slay. Oh my god, actually. Thank you for like, that, actually. Good for fucking her, actually. No, literally. Having principles, another thing we could have said was in. We didn't, but maybe next season. Maybe next season having <laughs> principles. Maybe, maybe having principle having principles right now is like bubbling under. And maybe so by the time spring rolls around, having principles will be like coming at the girls. Yeah, could be. Um Let's hope. But yeah, the ad support a business model. I feel like we're past it, maybe. Um I will say the one company I would let sponsor us is that little web extension browser that gives you some coupons. <laughs> no, because she does pull through in some moments. In <laughs> exactly. some particularly dark moments. Which whenever it, I'm spending money, it's a dark moment for me. Um, yeah, exactly. But, I've been caught. And she but she in those in those moments of darkness in my life, she she sometimes comes to me yeah and it's a free is, service how does it start um mother mary comes to me singing words of wisdom, wisdom let, it be. let it be how does it um let it be let it be how does that work how does that song start in my time's trouble i don't know anyway um but anyway becca what is idea. coming up next on your out list okay number three this is uh one that again came to light recently, and that is um self-reliance in a neighborhood is so out. I think community we is are, so in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it, we are like I said before, working our way into communal living. Yes. And this yes. is like a stepping mm-hmm. stone to that. I I was at my friend, my good friend Neela's house the other night. She's back in America. Shout Truth out to her. Um, yeah mm-hmm. um and we were having a full-on soiree with wine <laughs> and she had no wine opener so she texted her event. neighbor <laughs> exactly many showed up and many oh. did not but she texted her neighbor hey can i have a wine opener and then went and picked it up and then like we used it and i was like oh, what a republican ass thing to do in the best way exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, looking out for your neighbor Exactly. That is the part of conservatism I can kind of get with. But but yet it is the most leftist thing you could ever do. Yeah. Community is like a horseshoe thing because everybody likes it. Ultimately, yeah, just have different ways of kind of like approaching it. But like very different ways or like in a classic way, like what if you were baking something and you needed like a cup of sugar and you're like, oh, my God, I need it. Literally. But also, (laughs) like, I don't know. I have like this fantasy where like, I don't know, like neighborly things like are so cute, like. 
me yeah. and Chris Evans attend like an open house for a house we're looking at, and we leave the person like baked goods and, and say like, uh-huh. "Thanks so much for leaving <gasps> like your a house housewarming open. party." Oh my like, god! Yeah. yeah, a dinner party. Yeah, no, and such. no. When I like when I do things for like my um, like there's that th- we have this neighbor who we've like always been like on good terms with and like they mm-hmm. um like would always watch our dogs when we're out of town and like a couple times this summer I like went and let their dog out during the day mm-hmm. um and it just it fills you with like to do something neighborly fills you with so it's much really joy nice. actually exactly but it's it's kind of hard because I feel like suburbia is kind of predicated on the it's it, it's suburbia is kind of oxymoronic because it's also kind of predicated on the fact that everybody has their own space yeah um and that kind of makes you a little less neighborly inherently. Well, it's it's yeah, but that's definitely something I want to do when I like the next time I live in like an apartment or something is I want to get to know my neighbors more. Literally, I want to know what it feels like when like a neighbor moves away and you like feel sorrow over that. Exactly, and you get to say something corny like, "Oh, Miss, who's gonna around. fill those shoes? Who's gonna who's gonna make that house a home?" <laughs> Exactly. Make that house a whole. Um, oh, I'm gonna make this me. whole house more importantly. Um, you know. Oh, Thank you. yeah. Um. Uh. But with that yeah. being said, Quinn, what is your next out? And I don't want this to feel like it's a slight to you at all, Becca. Okay. Okay. Because it's something you have been talking about recently, but not in the way I'm about to present it. Okay. But like having the plastic surgery look. Oh, like looking at somebody and saying, oh, they've had work done or like being one of those people that goes like that, like wants to look like they've had work done. That's very out to me. So actually get this. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. You just want a little something. I just want a little something like guys, just want a little like bee sting. a quarter yeah. of a syringe like yeah no and I, I and that's why I felt safe to say it because I know you, yeah. you know I'm not talking about you yeah but like we both have the actually, same taste I've been stunned that one picture I forget if it was I think it was on Seth MacFarlane or something but that one picture Kim Kardashian now that she's had like all of her implants removed and filler dissolved and all that kind of stuff uh-huh we could talk about how psychotic that is but like the fact that like that's what her actual body looks like is actually crazy to me because she looked like she looked like gaunt like she looked malnourished actually yeah (laughs) no it's like i've also speaking of lips specifically Mm -hmm. i've seen so many tiktoks recently ever since i've like been researching lip filler more Mm -hmm. of people's who are like really upset with how much they got Uh and like it yeah like it migrates like we said and they're just like they hate how big their lips are yeah Mm -hmm. it's so easy to do too much because then you get stuck in this like hole where you Uh can't stop and that's what happened to a lot of celebrities yeah and we also have 20 year olds we also have like my friend my friend ian like when i saw him in pittsburgh was like oh i want to get botox soon but like preventative and i'm like no no we need to stop with that chill yeah like no if you want to get botox at some point in your life like okay but like let let, at least let yourself age who's yeah who said aging was in who said aging was in and who are we a disciple of julia fox exactly also something else i need to just 
say really quickly is Becca and I have talked about our feelings about good children, the podcast off air. Yeah. At least on two of their podcasts, they've mentioned Julia Fox. And then like one of the hosts made an impassioned plea for Julia to come on the podcast. First of all, like you can't take Guys. that from us. Guys, you yeah, can't no, take no, that no, from no. us. If there's a podcast that's going to have Julia Fox on it, that's kind of indie. It's going to be us, actually. It's going to have to be us. What's our credential, actually, is that we did a whole fucking episode on her. Literally. Talking this about is, how we love that's her. over an hour of talking about... We, we've we done extensive I research into her history. Her, her well-being. Her fashion her line. Art- her, we know everything about her career, actually. Her artistry, yeah. And if she came on the podcast, I I would watch Uncut Gems. Like, I would do that for her, actually. I'd watch it again. Hell. Yeah, exactly. So, good children, step off of the Julia Fox train, actually. Um, But anyway. um, Stop trying. And I'm going to warn you guys once before (laughs) I come up to Bushwick and get y'all. Bash you myself. Anyway. (laughs) um, Not the Bushwick. So, yeah. But this is actually really bad news for the entirety of the UK plastic surgery being out oh yeah they're gonna everybody be over there pissed like come on let's go <laughs> everybody exactly everybody over there looks like they had a doctor take like a loose skin on their neck and just go as hard as they could <laughs> yaga um, yeah they all got yaga but yeah oh my god and we're already at becca's final out oh of gosh. the season wow it's going so well all right so my final out, and this is my favorite one. What is so out, and this kind of again goes with like the the out of earnesty, like moving out of it, mm. because what's out right now is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know it. <laughs> Lying is so fun, guys. I love to lie. <gasps> I love to lie all the time, and. It's just the most entertaining thing you could ever do. And guys, mm-hmm. who, what is stopping you from lying to people? Mm-hmm. I tell people I'm 45 all the time at work. You're lying. You do. I do say that. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm bored. Guess what? And then I make people guess my age. And then I tell them I'm 45. That's it's craziness. Oh my god! I convinced like all my coworkers. Also, this woman on a poster was my grandma, and for like a whole day, I had everyone believing me. Oh my god! I can't. I love lying. Yes. No, the truth is <laughs> the truth. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I love lying to people. Fucking oh. lied. One of my favorite things to lie about is when I'm in a different city and they're like, oh, my God. And maybe I'm at a drag show and they're like, whose birthday is it? Mine. My hand's going up immediately. Mine. And then I'm like, wait, what day is it? And I was I'm once. Like, oh, I was once <laughs> at a drag show in Pittsburgh and they were like, they were like, whose birthday is it in the crowd tonight? And nobody said anything. And then one of the hosts was like, damn, nobody even wants to lie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she was specifically like, you guys can't even help me out by lying. <laughs> y'all guess the lie exactly yeah. so true sometimes it's the morally correct thing to do yep to help people out mm-hmm. <sighs> don't lie well, about weird things though that's something that's still no, out. don't like, be weird lie about weird things like because sometimes does anybody ever lie to you about something weird and you're like so why would you lie about that 
Yes. And it's like, okay, like that wasn't even fun for you. You're not even like joking. We can't even like, yeah, you're just trying to hide things. That's where it starts to get weird for me. There's a difference between lying because you think it's funny and lying because you're trying to hide something. Exactly. Anyway, just had to say that. No, there is. Because it is a style guy. We do need to tell you how to use what's in and what's out ultimately. But so that leads us (laughs) Um, into Quinn. <laughs> um, but so into your last number four, you're out. Your last out. So exciting. And in the same way that Big Leaves was the last out on the last list, and that did make me kind of sad. This one also kind of makes me sad, but it's just something I find oh. a word I've been using a lot today, but superfluous ultimately. Um mm. and that is latte art. Aww. Damn. I think we have to be honest about it. Um, Who has time for it anymore? Yeah. And also something about me is that like when I order like a legit like latte that's like espresso and steamed milk. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to need a little sugar. I'm going to need a little sugar in that tank. I like <laughs> a little packet of sugar. I like my coffee to be a little sweet. I'm going to be honest about it. Sure. And enough. so I'm going to fuck up that coffee art. Yeah. You're going to have stirred it. And because you just put effort into like making like a leaf or a heart or whatever, that's going to make me sad a little bit because I'm like, oh, even though I ultimately am just going to put a lid over top of it and walk with it. Yeah, it feels destructive, but it's Mocha the art? coffee. Mocha art, maybe we're still in on that, but like latte art specifically or like cappuccino art. It's going to have to go. It's just not where I am right now. And I feel bad about that because I would never want to dampen anyone's expression. And that's why I don't want you guys to like waste the time on making latte art because I am ultimately going to dampen it because I need to put a little sweet in that one there. No, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Becca, we've done it again. Honestly, bigger and better than ever. I know. And I, and- I think we did this to even more success than the falls ins and outs. I think this is gonna I feel like no, this, this one was... isn't as controversial and much more like like we're not trying to shock people, but like this one no. is like I feel like we're truly getting into like our cultural guru-ness and we're like, okay guys, this is what is happening. Oh yeah. Actually. No, yeah, this is so like our fingers are on, on the, the pulse. On the pulse. Yeah, yeah. All of them. All three points. Um so yeah, Perfect. I can't now we have to start and and Becca and I don't get to rest ultimately. You guys now get to use this knowledge and stuff. Becca and I are still working. Mm-hmm. We're clocked the fuck in because why? Literally. Because we have another one of these episodes coming up in three months that we have to start preparing for. More anything in the spring. We have to Becca and I are gonna be like this, looking around because doof, we have to doof, doof. we know we have to deliver a list to you guys because what else would you do like who else would you take advice from at this point? Yeah, I don't I can't name anyone. Who else could you trust? <laughs> even though we just said that we will never tell the truth but yeah that's no. okay but anyway anyway guys we're gonna take a little break and we'll be right back to get into our we segments. swear we swear guys i'm scared <gasps> oh dang you, it oh, Mesha, you oh, gave okay. me quite okay. the fright Perfect. Bishy, you gave me quite the fright. I thought you were going to milk today. I thought you weren't going to milk today, and we were going to have to sell you at market. Oh, my God. Don't sell the cow when you get the milk for free. 
I've never heard that phrase before. It's about... Um, I don't quite know what it means, but... I think I messed it up, but that's fine. We're going to have to move on. No comment. No further comment. No further comments. Um, on my statement. <laughs> um, so, guys, it is time for our weekly segments. Mm-hmm. First one being something that we actually have this week. We're really proud of you guys because... <sighs> it's a comment corner and listen we've bullied you enough yeah there's one little slay boss who Uh keeps slaying through all the way through yeah um officially manic pixie status no jump scare involved here no literally could never actually and so we've received an email um entitled hot chocolate whore from another than none other than caitlin our super Mm -hmm. fan yes Caitlin, we can't thank you enough for writing in yes, when we ask Caitlin, you to. Yes, we love you yeah. here at this podcast. Um, in this house, we are Caitlin Stans. Uh, oh, absolutely. And we have thought about flying you in a la Sweetener Sleepover, Ariana Grande, on the same show. Can we fly her in a la like, when Katy Perry did that 24-hour live stream for the Witness album? Oh, perfect, actually. <laughs> We need to do something like that. Anyway. That'll, that'll work. Okay. Lots of things in the work. Caitlin lots, will email lots you. Lots of plates in the air. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> exactly. So, Caitlin pens this letter. Mm. It reads, Hey, sleigh bosses. It's Caitlin, and I'm here again. Appeasing you to cement my place as number one fan of the MPJ podcast, as I very famously have always been. And it's true. And it's true. As you literally always do y'all have been hitting every mark checking every box and overall giving pussy cunt slay (laughs) and and it's true (laughs) so a a life update from me is i have been drinking a lot of hot chocolate and that's about it anyways (laughs) keep giving the world the slay it needs Thank you for your time and effort and for being braver than any U.S. Marine by telling the truths that should be told. Caitlin, mm-hmm. what an interesting dichotomy <laughs> to the lying that had just gone on. Yes. But because that's the thing. We lie to tell truth. That's the goal. Because that's why we lie. We expose something like Becca. When she tells her coworker she's 45, she's trying to show how stupid everyone else is. Exposing the truth on them. Yeah, literally. literally. Exposing the truth so of how tr- we're smarter than everybody else. A little bit. <laughs> oh, Julia Fox, please come on the podcast. Literally. So like that with you. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, Caitlin, I love you. I think you're definitely Caitlin, our number yeah. one fan. Um, you're cementing your place you should... as an icon. Yeah. And I think... I am obsessed with you. Like, I do need to know, Caitlin, what I would like from you next, whatever, at your earliest convenience, because you've been doing a lot of work for us, and so I don't want you to ever feel pressured or anything. No, but, no, 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 yeah. Um, I do need to know more about you, Caitlin. Like, I do need to have, like, a little biography. And yeah, I love how you phrase things. Like, I love the words you choose to use. And so, it's true. like, I want to know a little bit more about, like, what the story of Caitlin is. Like, what what story are you telling? Like... Those are kind of things I want to know. Yeah, and that's, if you and that's exactly over... what a letter should do. It should, it should invite us to live in your guys's world for a second. You know, it's true. If but you want as to it send over to even our like, world. like I'd love to see a resume from you. Um, <laughs> What's your work hobbies? experience? Um, yeah, a photo maybe. Yeah. Um, 
anything really because we're just dying to know. Yeah, but... we're obsessed. And I will say, I had a hankering for hot chocolate the other night. And so good. what did I do? But I went to Wawa and got a hot chocolate when I was on my way to an event. So oh, I was nice. just like, oh, I have a little drive. I'll get a hot chocolate to a company. I even a was thinking chocolate. about Caitlin's email today in preparation to um, record this podcast tonight. And I tried yeah. to get a, I tried to get a hot chocolate, but and not to get into a jump scare prematurely, but oh, only hot water did come out of the machine. And I was like, so what is this actually? No. And Terrible. so, but yeah, okay. I think that's amazing, Caitlin. Keep drinking hot chocolate. Um, yeah, especially during. And we these... support you in that. Yeah, it's like it could have surely been an in, but again, it's mm. kind of a perma in for the winter. Yeah, it's a staple. Hot chockies. The winter staple. Yeah, yep. a warm bevy. <sighs> and with that, but... we come out of the corner and into the light. Well, actually, into the dark. Mm. Yes, because we now have our jump scares of the week. And this is just a particular moment, maybe a string of events even in our week that just made us terrified and like, oh my God, how am I going to make it through? Um, And so, um, Becca, what was that moment for you this week? Mm, Great question. Thank you. So recently, I went over to my good friend Lauren's house and... um, we were like watching YouTube, doing what we always do. And then we watch these commentary YouTubers pretty much it, like all the time. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically do like commentary movies on or commentaries on movies that they are mm-hmm. watching. And they have watched all of the 365 days. Me and Lauren didn't know there was a third one again. A Netflix release that should have never ever been released. Um, all of those films, which are basically they're the most frustrating thing you could ever possibly watch. Are you familiar with 365 Days? Glenn? I'm not, I'm not at all, actually. It's basically like if the most poorly written fan fiction from Wattpad mm. became a movie. Oh, so I'm um, sold, actually. Okay, so it's it's uh, I think it's made by Polish production companies and Mm. one of the characters is Polish and one of them is Italian. Basically this man kidnaps this woman and says, if you don't fall, if you fall in love with me in the next 365 days, like if you don't fall in love with me in the next 365 days, I'll let you go. And so then they obviously (laughs) get married. If you beat the Stockholm syndrome, baby, baby, you can go. (laughs) You're strong. Yeah. yeah. I'll have failed. (laughs) <laughs> me um but so he's in the mafia or whatever or something like that anyway it's basically but the movies are so frustrating because it's like 10 minutes worth of a sex scene mm-hmm. in which they play three to four songs during that <laughs> it's a one minute scene of dialogue and then a 10 minute sex scene where they play a couple more songs most of the movies are sex and songs. Mm. And there's three of them. So it's like Skinamax. You could say so. Is it like, is it like actual, like, is it like, is it like, like, what are they showing? How, how explicit are the sex scenes? I guess is my question. Pretty explicit. Like, I would be surprised if they aren't really having sex. Mm, okay. But it's on Netflix. So I don't know who's to say. 
Yeah. I'm like, but is it earning an NC-17? Um, who's to say? It's on Netflix. It, it won't tell me. Exactly. But it doesn't really... Basically, my jump scare is the fact that we, like, actually, like, watched another one of those movies. <laughs> and sometimes people will... Yeah. No, but that's not, that's another thing. It's like, you didn't watch the movie to watch the movie, though. You watched it so you could, like, understand what they were talking about a little bit. Yeah, and also to, like, laugh at the really bad parts. Yeah, and sometimes hate watching... Hate watching is something I have a complicated relationship with, but... Hate watching, like, I can one of my favorite hate watches is the kissing booth like i have mm. cried laughing to that movie because it's so hilariously bad but things like this is like it's almost too bad to like even sit through it's not camp it's it, it yeah. hasn't it hasn't gone that way around it hasn't transcended yeah. yeah sometimes i get into a bad thing where like hate, my idea of hate watching is like bad political takes mm. um and so like Hassan Abi obviously is like always doing like oh this conservative said this yep but it just genuinely gets upsetting sometimes because that's like actual stuff as opposed to like the kissing booth which is just this like frivolous little movie yeah um, fair enough well that leads me to asking you Quinn what was your jump scare this week I guess because I don't really I didn't I don't really have one prepared okay. I will use this space to talk about Joey Graceffa's puppy mill yeah, go for it. Um, so guys, Joey Graceffa, I'm sure we all remember if you were on YouTube in the golden era. Um, mm-hmm. he was this man who was very guarded about his sexuality, but who was obviously like queer as a three dollar bill. Um yeah. and so <laughs> um he like I think somebody needs to do like a doctoral level study on people who have been on YouTube for like 10 years. Like, because I think it's so interesting to see how people's content evolves. And Joey Mm -hmm. Graceffa's channel right now. Wait, you would love um, this YouTuber named Smokey Glow makes Uh these videos called Evolution Of where she goes through (sighs) you produce. YouTubers like long careers. That's you that's like right them. up my alley, actually. Um, the one for Gabby Hanna is crazy, actually. Oh my god! And Joey Graceffa also had drama with Gabby Hanna at one point, which I th- I feel like it's that's true. not even a novel statement to say. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but Joey Graceffa, his his channel is an interesting mix of he blatantly copies cut video formats, like yeah, he does, like the cut the YouTube channel, he blatantly copies those. And I'm like, how are you not getting sued by them for this? A lot of people like do that. Yeah. So I guess it's like um that, but it, it's interesting because he has like 10 million subscribers or something. And it's just like, so what anyway, but the other thing he does is he's fosters animals, many of whom are like pregnant. So he'll take in like a pregnant dog, help it deliver its babies. And like, then adopt them out which like is noble in a way like mm-hmm. if that's the context but sometimes it's happened now a couple times where him and his ex-boyfriend daniel prada yeah have had dogs in their care who are like their pets get pregnant yep and guys don't do that actually um <laughs> don't do that actually because um Joey Graceffa is like running a puppy mill like on the internet and it's like weird because people are like not like talking about it and like you know he's not like you know Mr. Beast like in terms of like views or anything like that but like 
it is concerning. Um, yeah. And I've just been watching it for the past month because his boyfriend, his ex-boyfriend's dog that he got after they like broke up, um, got pregnant. And in, when the ex-boyfriend was first explaining it, it was so crazy because he was just like, yeah, guys, well, I go between Montana and L.A. and my dog's doctor is in L.A. and I just didn't feel comfortable getting her fixed anywhere else. And I'm like, as if vets don't fix 30,000 dogs a day like literally as if not um, every vet was capable of that the most common thing they ever have to do like probably the (laughs) thing ever like every vet's signature move is spaying or neutering a dog like (laughs) signature move everybody's signature move Um, literally that's first thing on the menu that's the special (laughs) the chef special but for vets soup Um, of the everyday and so like he was like yeah and i took her to my friend's house and you know I knew he was intact, but I took my chances and now she's pregnant. And I'm like, so why'd you take your took chances then? Your chances. Your chance, her chance. And that's the yeah. other thing is that it can be very unsafe for the dog. And this week the dog has mastitis because they're trying to wean the puppies too early. And one, of the, puppies, sad. one of the puppies died in birth. Like uh, one of the puppies didn't make it out of the mom. And like, well, it's they terrible. did, but not with their life. And, oh. and so like, yeah, and it's just, it's just like, it's, it's weird. That. It's weird. And it's weird how little people are talking about it. And like, when you go to their YouTube, it's like, oh, all these like glowing, like reviews of being like, oh my God. Yay. And like, all this. and then when they do talk about criticism and stuff, it's not about like the fact that they're running a puppy mill, which like it does exist. Like there are people saying like, oh, this is so fucked up that you guys are doing this. But no, what they, like, decide to focus on is, like, how, like, because they have, like, a typical, like, relationship between two gay men where they kind of, like, just insult each other all the time. Yeah. And sometimes people don't get that. It's something I've had to deal with myself. Um, But, like, that's the stuff they choose to focus on when they're like, guys, honestly, the criticism is getting to be too much. Like, that's the kind of shit they're focusing on. And yeah, not the fact that they're like running puppy mills, anyway, puppy mill. <laughs> which is so much worse actually. It's just so it's it's kind of weird and dystopian in a way, but I can't take my eyes off of it at the same time. Um, and I need to talk about that. Um, so yeah, damn. Well, it's about time he got his comeuppance. Yeah, and puppies are cute, guys. And it's like Joey Graceffa. I can't even like because I do think like I genuinely don't consider him. To be, <laughs> this is gonna be so fucked up, but I don't mean it in like a. I mean it in, like, a way where I'm not even trying to, like, joke or be funny about it. I just don't think he's that smart. Like, I don't think what he realizes he's... I don't think he re- what he is doing is bad. <laughs> he's inadvertently running a puppy mill. Yeah, like, he kind of just fell into it, you know? But it doesn't mean he shouldn't be reprimanded for it and yeah, stop. Mm-hmm. And you know, and the fostering thing, like, is, uh, like, the fostering thing is noble. Like, to take in a dog and, like, help it, like, deliver its babies and get it adopted and get them all settled in new homes. It's, like, nice. But, like. Right. Guys, the shelters are overwhelmed. We don't need to be bringing dogs into the world anymore, really. So, adopt, don't shop. Um, exactly. Give a shelter pet a home. Give a senior dog a home, guys. They don't get adopted exactly. that often. It's really sad because they either get euthanized or, um. They just live their lives in a little kennel with nobody to love, really. And we have genetically programmed them to love us and be obsessed with us. And so when they can't do that, they get really upset. Um, Yeah. And so we're dealing with beasts of our own creation, ultimately. Um, 
And for that, we so must have true. our comeuppance. Um, so anyway, we now go from, we've went from the corner into the darkness, and now we're going into the light because we're going into the manic pixie moment. And there's just a moment exactly. in the week where we felt like, ooh, I'm that girl. Um, I had to stop the podcast for a second because I was interested by that sound you were making. But anyway, thank you. Um, Becca, what is your manic pixie moment this week? I would just really like to know. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, guys, uh, guys, guys. <laughs> you and all your personalities. So, <laughs> you don't um, want to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the Mary Gilbo app. Have you? Do you know the Mary Gilbo American Idol audition like I do? So, wait, <laughs> wait. I also need to put a face. You're definitely not going to spell. Oh, wait, but people misspell her name. This woman? Mary Roach. Mary yeah, Roach. Yeah, Mary Roach. Yeah. But she's going to change to Gilbo. <laughs> I feel the sky. Humbly now. Humbly now. Well, and weirdness is originality, I... too. No, can we can we talk about how I know Caroline Polachek watched that audition tape? <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to try and admit she wasn't influenced by that? Mary Roach is everything Caroline Polachek wants to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. Put it in the episode, I dare you. <laughs> in the episode, I fucking dare you. <laughs> Don't shackle me. Um, and uh, it will. And it will be, actually. Um, but anyway, perfect. what's your magazine? <laughs> oh, yeah. I absolutely um, bust a gut. <laughs> so it's pretty simple actually um as you may recall one of my updates i don't know if it was a manic pixie moment but one of my updates from the summer was that my room was extraordinarily hot so i had to actually move all my furniture around to unleash one of the vents the air vents <laughs> to cool down my room and since it's winter now and i don't really need that i was able to move my bed back to its original spot so i no <laughs> longer sleep <laughs> exactly the feng shui is fixed and I don't have to sleep in a day bed position anymore. And also um. I was because my bed was sideways and I was sleeping like sideways. Anyway, it was kind of fucked up, <laughs> but <laughs> it was kind of really fucked up. But also I now have a desk back in my room. Yeah, so, like, um, I can like sit. you can do so many things like I love like I built a chair from Target. Mm. I do exceed the weight limit by probably like 100 pounds, but that's fine. <laughs> I had to ignore it because it was a $30 chair. No, yeah. Every room needs a little sitting area, especially a bedroom, especially a bedroom, because sometimes you don't want to like be in your bed, but you want to be in your room. And so where are you to go if you don't have a sitting exactly. area? No, exactly. Like, I just need options of where to sit. Yeah, I'm blessed enough to have a desk and a sitting area. So there are multiple kind of places where I can. That's awesome. Do business. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make deals, great. all that kind of stuff. Yep. Let's make a deal. Yeah, so I'm feeling very happy because of that. So it's good. Fix my mood. All right, Quinn. That leads me to asking you, what is your manic pixie moment of the week? My manic pixie moment is honestly today. I am a manifester. 
But specifically when it comes to clothing, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's the thing I'm like most like, it's not even something I realize I'm doing, but it's like, I speak clothing items into existence for myself. I love that. Because like literally today I went out and I have like, I didn't like my good jeans, like all my good jeans flopped or not flopped. They did their service, but you know, sometimes things fall apart. Yeah. Sometimes you wear garments so much that they have literal holes in them and you got to be like, okay, is this still socially acceptable for me to wear? Um, (laughs) And with like all my good pairs of jeans, that became the, and that's kind of the thing because it was like, it was like spring was just a foot. And so I was like, oh, I won't be wearing jeans again for eons actually. Yeah. Um, And so I had a little bit of a reprieve, but now, um, and then the jeans I took on my trip around the world also kind of got trashed because I wore them a lot mm. and so now I came home and I just have like no jeans that like are like appropriate and then the jeans I do have here kind of like don't fit me that well um, yeah and so I was like I-, I need jeans but something about me is I hate shopping retail like I hate shopping retail um and so I need to go to thrift stores and so I was like I'm gonna find jeans at the thrift store like that I don't yeah. know like that's gonna be my first point of sale. I walk into the Goodwill, immediately find two pairs of jeans, different washes, fit me great. Perfect. Oh my god. Um, that's the actually leg a blessing. I do believe I will have to buy because I do want, I do want like a versatility, like to be able to have like a nice fitted look mm-hmm. when I want that. But you know, um, so because these ones like don't like fit my like they don't like really taper because they are like and that's the other thing I like is that like at like Goodwills or vintage stores you can still find jeans like pre-elastic in jeans yes and so like a they're sturdy just, denim. yes like a sturdy jean like that are yep. more sturdy than they make them today yep. and I also really enjoy that um kind of vibe and so I found two of those today and also I've been wanting like a brown awesome. leather jacket and what did I find when I went to Pittsburgh two weeks ago, but a brown leather trench coat? Oh, my God. That's actually amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so wow. I'm a, I'm a big speaker of existence into things. And um, I have a pair of leather pants I spoke into existence that I haven't worn ever. But, you know, I'll find a appropriate venue one day. Oh um, or I'll I find other this. leather pants I like better. Um I really really my love cowboy this. boots I think it's something and Ooh. I think it, it makes me believe in manifestation maybe I should start speaking other things into existence because it has worked with clothing and so no my manifestation has been high lately my intuition as well so <gasps> oh my god and I had a total Sagittarius intuitive moment today because my Ooh. brother my mom when I woke up this morning was completely wigging out because my brother called her in the middle of the night didn't leave a message and she like couldn't get a hold of him this morning so she was understandably concerned, but I said, "Yeah, mom, maybe he just rolled over his phone while he was sleeping. Come to find out, that's literally exactly what happened. Yep. I believe it. Exactly. And I was like, no, it- I literally, I literally texted my mom, who was probably like so relieved in this moment. I literally texted her like right after that. I said, I it's Sagittarius and <laughs> my intuition is at its strongest <laughs> <laughs> i'm the strongest i will ever be for now no i saw a tiktok earlier today and it was like one of those 
like test your intuition this card is going to be a color and a number without even i literally like a millisecond i was like green four mm. boom green four really I and i failed. had to stop for 45 minutes <laughs> i run around my room <laughs> little circles um no yeah stuff like that is crazy i love being right yeah oh uh, you know what the best is when you get like a bad feeling about somebody and then they confirm it exactly and that's what i'm putting out there for miles teller <laughs> exactly <laughs> no in the, in the next in the next calendar year miles teller will do something he's gonna be canceled hard unsavory yeah oh my god that's another thing we should maybe do like try to do one of those celebrity prediction things i love when people Ooh, read those god yeah would they what did one of them say somebody's gonna come out as non-binary or bisexual or something i don't know but um <laughs> whatever that is queer Jeez. um but yeah that's the end of our little wow. shoe today this is um, a crazy so, one. I know. We like very <laughs> different energy we brought to the studio today, but I'm kind of obsessed. Yeah. Um, and so Becca, where can the people follow you if they want to get like a better look at your face? Which maybe if they're joining us today as their first they episode, wouldn't they wouldn't really understand what you look like. Yeah, they have less access to right now. Well, <laughs> thank you for bringing it up. They can follow me on Instagram at Becca Hobart, mm-hmm. TikTok, where y'all go in during World War Three. Twitter and Spotify, Bex Gloss. And they can also find me probably at the top of a mountain singing Welcome to My Island <laughs> in a yodel format. And causing an avalanche as a result. <laughs> many, many people died. Anyway, but Quinn, where can the people keep up with you individually if they would like to? You can find me at Quimpy Murphy on both Instagram and TikTok. And you can find me at Quimpy Murphy underscore on Twitter. And you can find me thinking about how I used to be a genius, but now I'm actually 22. Oh! Um, and you can also find me thinking about and contemplating and questioning how a person can know everything at 18, but nothing at 22 actually. And you can also find me being miss 20 something. Um, 20 something. As we're still stuck on that. We're still processing control in this house. And this has moved on. Literally. Um, Oh my God. And it's SOS for battening down the hatches. But anyway, Literally. And Becca, where can people follow the show so that in three months they will have another update on what is in and what is out even? Exactly. Well, they can follow at Manic Pixie Jump Scare on Instagram and TikTok. And then they can also follow us or subscribe to our YouTube where we post the podcast at length and usually some exclusive content sometimes. Um and also, they can do the captions on there if they need for our deaf listener, Ryan. And that's um, him for real. <laughs> stay strong. And then, of course, of course, they can email into manicpixiejumpscare at gmail.com. Guys, we don't have to have just one Caitlin. I know. There can be many, actually. Well, there will never be another, but. Yeah, there can be many number two. You fans. guys can do what Caitlin has done. It's a, it's a, it's a matter of sending two emails, and we're exalting <laughs> her like she is. <laughs> Literally, Jesus she's part Christ of the lore. Herself. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
No, she's part of the MPJC. Whoa. I always mess up our letters. MPJC. You were doing perfectly, actually. Oh, thank you. You did perfectly, and then you stopped yourself. And what does that say? Must got nervous. Fear is the only thing that holds us back in life. Let them be listened to all. Oh my god, being shy. (gasps) That's another thing that kind of got my gander going when Captain Jason said he was kind of a shy person at his core. (laughs) There's nothing I love more than like an introverted man like that. I know. If you're introverted, hot, and straight, like, oh. Like, like that means you're mysterious a little bit. (laughs) No. You are my Friday. It's not. You are my Friday. (laughs) And it's not the ocean we're sailing in, actually. (laughs) Yeah. We're sailing in a different kind of fluid than I'm doing for myself, actually. (laughs) Overnight. Overnight. Overnight Overnight (laughs) is what we're sailing in. Exactly. Oh, my God. How are we going to do this with you being shaded? We're... Intuition. (laughs) Fuck. Well, I failed the test as we... (laughs) Established. We're We're Quinn. And we're Becca. Becca. And And thank you. Thank you. For listening. For listening. Y'all come back now, you hear? Bye now. (laughs) Bye now. Bye now. Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.